It's Friday, November 25th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The U.S. is poised to grant a license to Chevron Corporation to pump oil in Venezuela, a policy shift that signals the easing of years-long sanctions and could open the door for other oil companies to do business there. The U.S. oil company would regain partial control of its oil production and maintenance activities in dilapidated Venezuelan oil fields it has retained stakes in through joint ventures with the state-run oil company Petroleos de Venezuela S.A. It wouldn't make new investments there until certain debts are repaid, which could take years, according to people familiar with the matter. Granting the new license is contingent on the Venezuelan government and its political opponent's announcement, expected Saturday, to implement a $3 billion humanitarian program using Venezuelan funds unfrozen by the U.S., as well as an agreement to resume talks in Mexico City next month on resolving the country's political crisis through free and fair elections. The talks would quickly set in motion U.S. authorization for Chevron's return to Venezuela's oil fields, according to the people. In other news, the intense firefight over Ukraine has the Pentagon rethinking its weapons stockpiles. If another major war broke out today, would the United States have enough ammunition to fight? It's a question confronting Pentagon planners, not only as they aim to supply Ukraine for a war with Russia that could stretch years longer, but also as they look ahead to a potential conflict with China. Russia is firing as many as 20,000 rounds a day, ranging from bullets for automatic rifles to truck-sized cruise missiles. Ukraine is answering with as many as 7,000 rounds a day, firing 155mm howitzer rounds, Stinger anti-aircraft missiles, and now NASAM's air defense munitions and thousands of rounds of small arms fire. Much of Ukraine's firepower is being supplied through U.S. government-funded weapons that are pushed almost weekly to the front lines. That's putting pressure on U.S. reserves and has officials asking whether U.S. weapon stockpiles are big enough, even as the Biden administration announced an additional round of aid on Wednesday that will provide 20 million more rounds of small arms ammunition to Kiev. Around the world, the United Nations Human Rights Council voted to investigate alleged human rights abuses by Iranian authorities that have occurred during the two-months-old protest movement that has swept the country. At a special session in Geneva, a majority of the Council on Thursday voted in favor of establishing an independent fact-finding mission to look into alleged human rights violations in Iran since the outbreak of the protests in mid-September, including the gender dimensions of such violations. Human rights defenders have accused Iranian security forces of sexually abusing female and male prisoners arrested in the protests, among other crimes. Of the Council's 47 members, 25 countries voted in favor of the resolution, including the U.S. 16 countries abstained, and six nations, including China, Armenia, Cuba, Etria, Pakistan, and Venezuela, voted against. Meanwhile, Iran arrested a prominent former member of its national soccer team on Thursday over his criticism of the government as authorities grapple with nationwide protests that have cast a shadow over its competition at the World Cup. The semi-official FARS and Tasneem news agencies reported that Voria Ghafuri was arrested for insulting the national soccer team and propagandizing against the government. Ghafuri, who was not chosen to go to the World Cup, 
has been an outspoken critic of Iranian authorities throughout his career. More recently, he expressed sympathy for the family of a 22-year-old woman whose death while in the custody of Iran's morality police ignited the latest protests. And new Twitter owner Elon Musk said Thursday that he is granting amnesty for suspended accounts, which online safety experts predict will spur a rise in harassment, hate speech, and misinformation. The billionaire's announcement came after he asked in a poll posted to his timeline to vote on reinstatements for accounts that have not, quote, broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. The yes vote was 72%. The people have spoken, he tweeted. Amnesty begins next week. Vox Populi, Vox Dei. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.